0: This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast.
1: How are you, Hemant?
0: I'm excellent. How are you?
1: It, I'm good. <laughs> it's gorgeous outside.
0: It's it's better than usual.
1: God, why do you have to put a bad spin on everything? It's not
0: a bad spin. I'm excited. I'll go outside this weekend. <laughs> That's exciting. It's been a long time. I brought
1: Dottie for a run today. She did very good. We went <laughs> two whole miles. Nice. So we're pretty professional. Next stop marathon.
0: Oh, yeah. It's what, couch to marathon? <laughs> yeah, we yeah, actually one.
1: did do the couch to 5K. Did you really? Hey, is Jared Kushner going to get arrested soon?
0: I can't, It's hard to follow for me because it just changes so quickly. Yeah, And this is me being pessimistic again. God. Nothing will happen because nothing ever happens. Hmm. But when it happens, I'll be the first to... To celebrate. Did
1: you hear the White House um, staff calligrapher has higher security clearance than he does?
0: I did hear that. that. Oh,
1: man. (sighs) Okay. What is new in... Let's talk
0: about other shitty things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let me start off by talking about politics since we never do that. (laughs) Uh, In Tennessee, I think we mentioned this on an earlier episode that one of these state Senate seats in Tennessee... Was uh, is empty now because Donald Trump actually? This is a non-scandalous story. There is a position, a federal position. Donald Trump nominated a guy who's a state senator in Tennessee. He's a Republican. Mm -hmm. uh, Nominated him for that post. Fine. The guy leaves. He goes to take that spot. No big deal. That's an empty seat now. So they're having a special election next week. Oh, okay. And this is only going to last, I believe, until November. But whatever. Special. It's a special election. Um, And in 2016, when this seat was actually open, Gail Jordan was the Democrat who ran for that spot. She got crushed. And I don't feel bad about saying that because this is a heavily Republican area. And she knew that. Like, it was more than Mm -hmm. a 50-point margin of loss. It wasn't even close. But one of the cool things is when you're... In a heavily Republican district, and you just want to give Democrats an option just so they don't have to not vote and they don't want to vote for the Republican or something. She not only put herself out there, knowing this was an uphill climb the whole time, she was willing to say, Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a public atheist. I am an atheist because she runs a group. Tennessee? Yeah. She runs a group called Recovering from Religion. And they're a group that uh, we've talked about before. They have a hotline if you're struggling with your doubts and you just want to talk to somebody. They have a project called secular therapy. If you need a therapist who's non-religious. So they do some interesting work for people who are doubting their faith or have left, but still need some resources. So she's, she wasn't afraid of connecting the dots there and saying, yeah, that's me. That's the group I, I right. work with anyway. So now there's a special election coming up. She decided, I know that I lost before. But I'm going to run again because, again, just to give Democrats an option. And you know what? Since stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened since 2016 when he took office. Uh, Democrats are riding a wave of sorts. Mm-hmm. Granted, she may lose, but maybe she'll lose by less. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's still up in the air. But here's where it gets interesting because you would think Republicans, the leadership in Tennessee, would basically just ignore this race. Their party's going to win. You don't even, you don't have to put money into it. You don't have to think about it. It's yours. You know what I mean? It should be a gimme if you're a political strategist or something. Well, not that long ago, um, the state's Republican Party, I think we talked about this, the Republican Party released a statement asking two of the Democrats running for governor of Tennessee to repudiate her. Oh. Because she was a, quote, radical atheist. I don't know what that means. Oh, I do. Yes. Mean. Yes, clearly. Mean
1: to religious people.
0: Uh-huh. Which she's not even. No. She's not even mean. She that disagrees.
1: Mean. And yeah. that's about that's the being extent mean. of it. Hemant, if you don't completely <laughs> agree with somebody, they're being mean to you. Yeah,
0: Clearly. And, like, this wasn't a random person. This was the Republican Party chairman, Scott Golden, saying they should distance themselves from her. Granted, they probably weren't even that familiar with her, but now they had to repudiate her. I don't know if they did. I don't think they did but it was just a weird thing for the GOP in the, the state GOP to say
1: the GOP was asking democratic yes candidates
0: hey democrats running for office you need to re- uh, for higher office repudiate this candidate running for state How senate is in that your party
1: inappropriate thing to do and like why would anybody take what he says seriously does he ha- like does he hold any sway
0: yeah he's the party chairman of the GOP he's the head of the GOP in the but state but that
1: doesn't give him the opportunity what? to order around democrats i think he was
0: just saying you should if idiot. you were, you know, good people. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so I thought that was the end of it. And then we'd never hear about this race again until presumably she lost and that would be the last we hear of it. It's not, because this week, someone else chimed in on this race, not Donald Trump, if that's where you were head thinking. <laughs> The lieutenant governor of Tennessee. His name is Randy McNally, which just opens all the jokes about are you an atlas or something. But Randy McNally chimed in on social media. And you have to read this Facebook post to really understand just like how crazy it is. In my 40 plus years in Tennessee politics, I've seen few candidates as dangerous as Gail Jordan.
1: Dangerous. She
0: is not just out of step with the majority of Tennessee on matters of policy. She's out of step on matters of value and faith. In her daily work, she directs an organization called Recovering from Religion. Most Tennesseans, whether they are strong believers or not, recognize the strength and comfort faith provides. Gail Jordan rejects faith as a positive force for good in the world. She believes faith is something from which people need to be rescued. This is not the type of person we need in the Tennessee Senate. Unquote. Wow. Dangerous. What makes her dangerous Uh, as an atheist? Not just a regular atheist, you know, but a dangerous atheist. I
1: actually think about that a lot. Of Like, why are people so freaked out over atheist? I think these are people who genuinely think that if you don't, draw your morals from a very specific guideline that they've put out, then you have none, I, I, I guess. Don't, I don't think you're but wrong. But, like, what makes you dangerous? Like,
0: campaign manager is Satan or something yeah, like I that.
1: Yeah, I guess I just don't understand, like, I can say, I, I, I'm I there for, like, if you were going to say, like, she's out of step with Tennesseans. Like, I was going to say, yeah, that, I don't that, think that's, you're... That's accurate. Yeah, that's fair. Most a lot. Tennessee
0: is very strongly religious, so, so you could argue fine. that. Yes. But to,
1: like, take one step further and say she's dangerous.
0: <laughs> right. I, and I wonder how that would have gone down if she were Jewish or Muslim or Hindu, like, yeah, she would also then be out of touch with most of Tennessee. Thing. But, but you wouldn't expect even a Republican to say that <laughs> eh. most. Some, I would expect some,
1: a, I would, ex- I would not be surprised. The Lieutenant governor. I'm, of what? Ten-
0: <laughs> of what state? I'm yeah. sorry.
1: I didn't mean to <laughs> be like, mean it would Tennessee. be a different
0: story. I think it would be a bigger story if she were, let's say, Jewish or something, yes. to say, well, she's dangerous. She's not in touch with the rest yeah, of Yeah, that is...
1: You know what? I'm actually a little bit alarmed about how little I'm surprised by this. Right. <laughs> like, that's kind of a bad thing on my part that i'm not like that's awful i'm like yeah dude you're like you're gonna say that kind of shit of course you are i'm
0: also disturbed by mcnally's literally
1: religious discrimination isn't that the definition of it i
0: mean they're not saying take her off the ballot they're just saying don't vote for her so it's not like legal discrimination but it's just it's a weird thing to say i am also bothered by mcnally saying you know she believes faith is something from which people need to be rescued Mm -hmm. two things Mm -hmm. one Christians try to "quote unquote" save people all the time. That is literally what they do. Oh, evangelicals, yeah. especially, so they're trying to rescue people like us. Mm-hmm. So, what is this? She, we, she wants to rescue people. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what Christians are doing. The other thing is, her group is not like barging into churches, stealing the children, and unbaptizing yeah, but them th- with it's some not like blow this guy dryer. Did
1: any research no, on it? He no, no, just no. saw recovering from religion, right? Uh,
0: to be clear, her organization says, are you having doubts? Have you already decided you don't right. believe in God? We'll help you out with some resources. Right. That's it. That's what they do. That is not, oh, you're religious? Let me, like, change you. Right. That's not what they do. So, yes, the ignorance is clear. But it it struck me as so strange that why is again why is the lieutenant governor of Tennessee a Republican mm-hmm. chiming in on this race that should that be a gimme very for his party? Weird. Like what do you have to warn people about? Are you really scared? Is of Is the person
1: one? running like a Ray Moore type? A Roy Moore type? Roy, no, God I damn don't it. think
0: I don't think he's insane. Uh-huh. I think he's a typical conservative Republican. His his Twitter bio says very clearly he's a quote conservative Republican candidate for state senate, Christian family man, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you know there's a scandal in his future. Sure. But like... <laughs> But whatever, he's a typical what I'd expect from Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. So he's not of like
1: office. a sort of somebody with a, do- a dozen skeletons in their closet that are like peeking out and not we're that like, I know of skeletons.
0: The funny thing is too, like right after a couple of weeks ago, when the state GOP released their little attacks against Gail Jordan, uh-huh. uh, I think either that night or the day after, she participated in one of those candidate forums, uh-huh. and I watched it. It was half an hour. It was on YouTube. I watched this forum. And it was the most boring thing for an outsider to watch because sure. they just talked about local issues. <laughs> like, never once did she say, I'm doing this so that I can, you know, instill atheism into everybody. Sure. She's talking about, like, schools and Which roads is the and dream. stuff, right? So, I don't know. Uh, uh, that's
1: crazy. Just, I, I think we should keep an eye on that.
0: Yes. There is something else that happened this week that... Was also strange dealing with politics. Okay, good. And it was, it involved Mike Huckabee, which I thought, I don't know why he's still oh, in the news, brother. but he is.
1: He was. Wait, is he even anything anymore?
0: Nothing. He's nothing. He's like. He's Sarah's a, dad. He's not, just, yeah, he's not just a failed political candidate <laughs> now. He's a failed like Fox News host, though he left, as he says, on his own will. I would
1: argue he's a failed human being, Sarah.
0: Um, oh, Sarah, oh, honey. Sarah. So he was elected Blink to the... Blink twice if
1: you need help.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, Mike Huckabee was elected to the board of directors of the CMA Foundation, which is the philo- uh, philanthropic wing of the Country Music Association. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good so this him. is a group that mostly does music education in the schools. Like, as far as I can tell, they seem wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good on them. Cool. cool. So Mike Huckabee gets elected to that board of directors. That was on Wednesday.
1: Oh, God. What has he done already? It's Friday. <laughs> what
0: could have happened? Yesterday, he resigned. <laughs> no. 24 hours. Not even. He had resigned. What happened in that 24 hours?
1: Tell me everything. <laughs>
0: he didn't do anything. Oh. But country music people were furious. Really? That the CMA Foundation elected this guy to their board. So one of the guys who really spoke Doesn't out-
1: jive with their sort of worldview
0: we'll get back to that okay yes i thought so Uh i don't know country music i'm gonna admit like my view of country music is mostly based on stereotypes i don't follow it um so i thought oh mike huckabee should fit in this is like him elected to i don't know the board of nascar right (laughs) it it seems right um (laughs) but one of the people who spoke out to his appointment to this board was Jason Owen, who's man- who's a manager, and he represents people like Little Big Town, Faith Hill. He represents Faith the Hill big names in country music. He wrote a letter to the foundation uh, saying very clearly, moving forward, his groups, Uh, they're called Sandbox and Monument, will no longer support the CMA Foundation in any way. Whoa. In parentheses. This includes everyone we represent collectively. Whoa. Um, And then he went on to say, as you may know, I have a child and two on the way. This man, Huckabee, has made it clear that my family is not welcome in his America. (gasps) And the CMA has opened their arms to him, making him feel welcome and relevant.
1: Uh, Wait, why? What? About his family. Is he gay?
0: I think he's gay. Not to mention how harmful and damaging his deep involvement with the NRA is. What a shameful choice.
1: Holy shit. (laughs)
0: This was a detrimentally poor choice by the CMA and its leaders. He's not alone. There is a woman, uh, Whitney Pastorek, who manages a person who's in the band Sugarland, who also oh, emailed the executives, too. who said, What a terrible disappointment to see the CMA Foundation's mission clouded by the decision to align with someone who so frequently engages in the language of racism, sexism, and bigotry.
1: Holy shit, CMA!
0: Dude. So
1: good for you? Yeah, oh my these, god, my heart is <laughs> swelling three times. These
0: movers and shakers in the world of country music yes. were like, we're not putting up with Mike Huckabee's bigotry, and they're not wrong because he is. I yeah. mean, just no, to give you sure the short a laundry list here, he's compared gay marriage to drug use, incest, polygamy. Mm-hmm. He supported Josh Duggar during the molestation <laughs> scandal. He supported Kim Davis when she was refusing to follow to do her job mm-hmm. and give marriage licenses to people. He mocked transgender people as cool. As a thing. Chill as as transgender as a thing. Saying, like, haha, if I were in high school, I would totally call myself trans if I could
1: shower I with the girls. about that? Yeah. So he not only mocked transgender people, but he also. Doesn't revealed doesn't be being transgender as be, a thing. But he also revealed himself to be a big fucking pervert.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, he called for the quarantining of AIDS patients. Yikes. He said we don't have to worry about climate change because, quote, beheading is a far greater threat to an American than a sunburn. <laughs> I know. I know.
1: I never heard that one. Yeah. Can you read that again, please? It was so much.
0: A beheading is a far greater threat to an American <laughs> than a sunburn. That's what he thinks. Climate change. Climate change will lead to a sunburn, not the melting of the world. Who's doing
1: beheadings? Is he is that I like a terrorism was, link?
0: I assume this was something he said when ISIS was oh, a big I'm deal.
1: Crying. He also
0: thinks the solution to school shootings <laughs> is more Jesus and more guns. Sure. So again, I get why the CMA wanted him, Uh, but it is fantastic uh, that so many people spoke out and just said, like, we're not dealing with this. If you want our support, he has to go. And Mike Huckabee resigned and said in his letter he didn't want to be a distraction or a hindrance because he genuinely cares about music education, which... Again, Mike Huckabee in education. Not really the things that go together in my mind. Like but
1: his version of music education is just like throwing a guitar at a baby and yes, like
0: and playing gospel. Play your music. way I out. <laughs> right. um, but do you remember like when Bush was in office and the Dixie Chicks so like we're ashamed the oh, president yeah. is from Texas? Yeah, they're a song like about it. like the whole it industry dope. is just Dixie Chicks. It's amazing. Yeah, that's. They're all wild. speaking out against like conservative bigotry and stupid <laughs> I, ignorance.
1: This is really, really shocking. Like, not shocking, but just pleasantly surprising. Yeah.
0: One of the commenters on my website, uh, Rogue Medic, pointed out, like, it's the liberal redneck, but with different liberal rednecks. Yeah. No, <laughs> referring I'm really, to the comedian. But
1: It's so it's, funny because you assume, I guess, like, shame on me for stereotyping country music fans.
0: Right, right. And, yeah, I'm I could say the same thing. To myself as well, like right. uh, maybe I maybe this has been going on for a while, and I'm not in attuned to it because I don't yeah. listen to the music. But if it's been happening for a while, uh, like that sort of speaking out, I'm sure some of the bigger stars have been more or less in support of, you know, uh, marriage equality and things right. that affect uh, a lot of and people. And I know
1: a couple of years ago there was a song called follow your arrow maybe but she talked about like find you a boy or a girl if that's what you're into or something like that she Uh like gently alluded to like like bisexuality or anyway um i guess they're wow so i'm curious has there been any blowback of the fan base of of
0: not that i've seen i'm sure there are some people who are Fed up with it. I'm sure there are commenters online who are like, why would you accept Huckabee's resignation? You should right. keep him on. Uh, he's the guy who's right on this stuff. And it's because it, I'm there are sure. plenty
1: of people who support Huckabee's points of views. Oh, and I'm sure absolutely. the Venn diagram of people who support Huckabee and who listen to country music is broad, to say the least. <laughs>
0: Right. So I'm sure the CMA is getting backlash either way, but I'm glad they accepted his decision. That's great. That's really heartening. By the way, my headline for that story was (laughs) Mike Huckabee leaves Country Music Foundation after backlash over his bigotry. And another commenter was like, I got very excited when I read Mike Huckabee leaves country.
1: (laughs) That's very good. Very good commenters. Um, I also have a politically... Uh, leaning story. There is um, a GOP congressman from Texas. His name is Blake. I think it's Farenthold. Farenthold. Did you say the T-H? Yeah, I think so. So um, a couple of years ago, he was accused of sexual harassment by a former former female aide. um, And he spent, uh, he settled with her for eighty four thousand dollars, but he used taxpayer money to settle this this lawsuit. With Something her.
0: a lot of Congress members had the option to do,
1: but things. What's Um, but yeah, but so now there's they're coming down a little more strictly on maybe we shouldn't be spending taxpayer money because like these older white dudes can't keep it in their pants. <laughs> Is that? Do you think that's what the bill says?
0: I, I think they did change the rules to say, yeah, yeah we're not going to let taxpayers uh, cover these expenses.
1: Right. So, um. So the details of the sediment weren't um, made public until this past December, December twenty seventeen, and he said that he would retire at the end of twenty eighteen and would quote immediately repay the money to the Treasury Department. So not upon his retirement, but like nowski.
0: And how much money are we talking here? Eighty four thousand. Okay,
1: so a lot of money. But he's also worth like something in the neighborhood of six million. So yeah, definitely can do it. Yeah, like it's not like asking me for eighty four thousand dollars. I don't have that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I don't sexually harass people, because I don't have that kind of money.
0: Good for you. I'm glad that's the only thing stopping Thank you from you, harassment. I appreciate your support. Uh-huh.
1: But he has not sent that check yet, oh, even though really? he said he would do it immediately.
0: It's like they think if Trump does it, they can do it too. It
1: really is this sort of... If
0: Trump doesn't have to pay his bills.
1: That's okay. the thing. is, It's this thing of you can get away with anything if you just like have like the ball's big enough to try it. Like, I feel like that's what's happening. And I've heard one of the problems with the Trump presidency is a lot of the the expectations and things that presidents are supposed to do aren't codified. They're just traditional. And so if Trump is like,
0: so trying to be a decent human being, right? No, there's no
1: consequences (laughs) to like, Hey, like Trump is an asshole. Like that's not technically illegal. So I guess there's nothing we can do about it. But anyway, so this guy is kind of doing the same thing that he's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. But what he said is, uh, his, excuse me, his office said that he is quote waiting to see what changes what changes the House makes to the C- the Congressional Accountability Act before repaying the funds. So the um, the House passed a bill to strengthen th- strengthen an existing law um, that says that you can't use taxpayer money to. So what he's
0: kind of hoping the taxpayers may still have to cover some of it. before Here's he the pays thing,
1: Um, So in February, they passed the bill to strengthen that law, so it still is bad on his part. Um, And so it it says the law uh, provides workplace protection, and it provides workplace protections in Capitol Hill offices, but he's waiting to see if the Senate also passes it and if Trump signs it into law. Here's the thing. This particular bill has no bearing on Farenthold's situation. Even if it doesn't pass, even if it gets killed in the Senate... It's not retroactive, so he still is on the hook to pay this so money. So has no
0: excuse. So there's
1: no reason he can't cut He's a check like right now. A... Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So his so this is what he was accused of. Just just so we know who we're dealing with, because yeah. I want to make sure we're like clear about what this asshole did. Um, is this was his former spokes uh, spokesperson Lauren Green? She said that. Um, Farenthold told another aide that Green could, quote, show her nipples whenever she wanted to and that he had, quote, sexual fantasies and, quote, wet dreams about her. She said that he was often drunk and flirtatious at work, complained of his sexless marriage, and told her a story of a female lobbyist propositioning her for a threesome. LOL, that never happened. <laughs> um, he also... uh Ew. I'm sorry. I highlighted this and I didn't read it. Um, one, one aide describes staffers talking about male lobbyists sending them pictures of their genitals and other staffers making lewd comments about female reporters' breast size. So this guy's a fucking scumbag. And the fact that he only has to pay 800, you know, eight eighty-four thousand dollars And he's s- still in Congress. And he's still in Congress. Until... He, uh, until the end of the year. Right. Which...
0: Thanks, Texas.
1: Why? Like, and it's just...
0: Al Franken's gone, but that guy's still in. That's the
1: thing is, (laughs) it's... Uh Uh-huh. I think you brought this up a while of, like, Democrats are always playing by the rules. And even if we have to sacrifice something, and these guys are like, yeah, no consequences. LOL, no. It's just, I find it really... Um, frustrating. I think I have another... Do you have any other political oh. stuff?
0: Oh, I do. Okay. Let's talk about Billy Graham again. I, oh. We mentioned him last week because he passed away. Yes. Um, what happened this week is that it's not... Uh, today, today's Friday. He, they actually had his family... Uh, the family held the funeral for him today. today. But a couple of days ago, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell actually... Went through the procedure to give Billy Graham to get his coffin in the Capitol rotunda. Really? So that everyone could pay their respects to him. Who
1: is that usually reserved for? It
0: that's a good question. It's reserved for presidents who have died. Okay. The only civilians who have had that same honor are like Capitol Police who have died in the line of duty while trying to protect Uh the elected officials, and like Rosa Parks. That's, and now Billy Graham. And so here's the thing. Not only did someone die, so it makes it harder to criticize this sort of thing, but just to be clear, this is a guy who, if you set aside, if you don't care that he helped convert people to Christianity, Mm -hmm. his contributions involve making life worse for LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. He said with Richard Nixon that Jews had a stranglehold on the media. Right. Uh, when Martin Luther King was in jail, he wrote. He basically said, "You know, you should tone it down to the civil rights people. <sighs> like that's what his legacy is includes. Yeah. You know, whatever good stuff you want to say about him, that's what it includes." So, the Freedom from Religion Foundation sent a letter protesting this honor. It's fine for Christians to treat this guy like he's a saint. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't, and it's ridiculous for the government to go through whatever motions it is, because you do have to pay for some of this stuff with taxpayer money to do any of this. On top of that, um, I would say one more thing about this, which is there was a second story this week as well. I didn't know this until this week, but it's a thing. In the U.S. Capitol, every state is allowed to put two statues in the Capitol building in, in National Statuary Hall. Every state mm-hmm. gets two um, statues. If you want to replace That's one.
1: 100 statues. Good job. Math genius.
0: If you want to add one, uh-huh. you got to take one down. So Roy Cooper is the current governor of North Carolina. He's the Democrat who won that very tight race. Oh, and yeah. that was a big deal at the time. Roy Cooper went through. There's a 10 step process to get a new statue in there. He's now, they've now gone through the first two, which is the state's job. Mm -hmm. And basically he said, we want to have a statue of Billy Graham in the U.S. Capitol building. Okay. Two things to mention about this. One is he wants to replace uh, a former governor of North Carolina, Charles Aycock, who is a white supremacist. So that's. Fine. Cool. Take that We're guy moving down. in the
1: right direction. Um,
0: Billy Graham has some problems. He's not quite a white. He's not a white supremacist, but right. he's not exactly like this. He doesn't need a statue in the Capitol. Um, in case you're wondering, he's not the only religious fig. He would not be the only religious figure in there. Brigham Young is a statue that is there. Uh, wait, in- wait. Yep. Go is it for from it.
1: Utah. Good job. Nailed
0: it. Uh, there's actually Hawaii has a statue of a Catholic priest, Father Damien. Huh. I don't know him. As well, but like he, like you don't know so, him personally, I, I don't know what he did. Uh, so they're requesting Billy Graham. Uh, the other thing is the other statue for North Carolina, oh God. uh, that guy is Zebulon Baird Vance, another former governor who was a slave owner in the Confederate Army. Cool, so that's who Billy Graham would be standing wow. next to. South or, is really
1: nailing their <laughs> legacy as usual, man.
0: So I guess the religious right would have the right bedfellow. Um, it shouldn't... Again, I, I don't know why his statue deserves to be up there because we could mm. argue about the contribution that he has made. Yeah. I don't know what that contribution is at a secular level.
1: I don't know. I mean, I he was an advisor to multiple presidents. Like, I think... I don't know. So
0: have a lot of people.
1: Yeah, you're right. He's a
0: spiritual advisor. Right. Which is fine. He's like... There has been political advisors that have helped both sides of the aisle. But he's not alone in that. He's been around for a while. But really, if he wasn't a Christian, they would not be celebrating him as they do. And granted, he is a special Christian. He reached people in a way no one else did. Right. Um, He's universally... Admired relative to other Christians.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, this is But again, this is that... just...
0: Re- it's, I don't know if they're violating the law. I don't think it's a violation no. of the law, but it doesn't make it right.
1: Yeah, but also this is not something that's going to send me on a rant. Like, yeah, you're right. That's probably not appropriate, but like... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my not thought Not worked on that. up about that one? No. Fair um, enough. I, you want to hear something I can't get worked up about? Go for it. So, um, surprise, surprise! The Trump administration is once again proving really bad for the LGBTQ community. Um, so, according to a few uh, a few reports, um, the Na- the National Health Department, the Department of Health and Human Services, is taking a lot of steps to roll back and dismantle LGBTQ health initiatives, um, and this is basically mostly based on appointees um, in the Trump administration. So uh, they've um, ruled back reg- regulations that protect um, LGBTQ workers and patients, removed, I'm just going to say queer friendly, um, language from documents, and reassigned and reassigned a senior advisor who is dedicated to, um, to queer health. Um They're also changing the agency's uh, queer related health data collection, um, which is a window status into the health stat, into the health status and discrimination, which is uh, really important because there's a lot of data that suggests that people in the queer community receive worse receive less um, health care and worse health care than than um, the straights. Um, so it, it, so, here's what's kind of so. Interesting. This is
0: Donald Trump's administration. The guy who said you know before the election he'd be a great friend. Oh my god, to he the was LGBTQ. And, it took him forever to say community.
1: Yeah, and a lot of people in the queer community were kind of of the mind of like, yes, this man is a fucking monster. But he's historically not been anti-gay. I guess is right, the, right. the best way I can couch that. He's, he's not been a, like a champion of rights, but he's not been like. A flaming He homophobe. lives in New
0: York. He's a reality star. Do you star. think he's he works... ever met
1: anybody in New York? He lives in a tower.
0: <laughs> you know, if you're working in reality TV, in Hollywood, so to speak... Right.
1: Well, you know some people. Well, like Duck Dynasty.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um... So, Kellen Baker is a researcher at the John Hopkins School of Public Health, and he worked with the HHS, the Department of Health and Human Services, on queer issues for nearly a decade, and he said, quote, it's only a matter of time before all the gains made under the Obama administration are reversed under the Trump administration for purposes that have nothing to do with public health and everything to do with politics. So, here's what's interesting about all of this, is the man who, the director of the HHS, his name is Alex um, Azar, A-Z-A-R. And he has a background of being pretty supportive of the queer community. He um, he used to lead U.S. operations for the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly, which has been hailed by the HRC for for its pro-queer policies. He also um, opposed an Indiana religious liberty law cha- uh, championed by Pence, Pence. Um, and so. Th- it would seem that putting this man in this particular position would at least stymie the rollback of, of any queer friendly policies. But, um, the staff inside the health department have raised concern about several other Trump appointees now in senior roles who had a history of anti-LGBTQ comments before joining the agency, such as Roger Severino, a former, former heritage foundation of uh, official who said that the Supreme Court's 2015 decision on same-sex marriage was wrong and warned of its consequences. Um, oh, no. My you know, there's a group called order. the Log
0: Cabin Republicans, yes. like the pro-gay Republicans, and they're still on board the Trump train even now. It's and every time you point out things like the stuff you're saying, <laughs> they're just like, eh, no, it's fine. It's not really as bad as you think it is. It's okay, given everything else he's doing. Yeah. It is baffling to me how you how anyone didn't see this coming. I I mean, every liberal will tell you, like, we saw this coming a mile away. A mile away. So where were you when this discussion was happening?
1: Right, because it's not like Trump has any, like, strong moral foundation. So all he's going to be doing is listening to the Paul Ryans of the world right. and doing what they say, because he doesn't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Um. So this, what did I say his name was? Hazar. Uh, No, Severino. Roger Severino. Severino, He said, in 2016, same-sex marriage is merely the start, not the end of the left's LGBT agenda. The radical left... I love when they call us the radical left. Again, radical. It makes me very cool. Uh, The radical left is using government power to coerce everyone, including children, into pledging allegiance to a radical... He likes the word radical. A radical new gender ideology over and above their right to privacy, safety, and religious freedom. So he said that in 2016, so that was less than a year before he was appointed to his current position. But now he says statements I've made in the past are not binding on what I do in my role as a public servant. What I'm guided by and what I'm required to follow is the law. I'm dedicated to treating everyone fairly in accordance with the law, which, mm-hmm. lol. Um, and they've, um, Severino has bragged that he, in 20, April 2017, he set up a listening session, which we just recently saw a listening session. Oh,
0: right. About the guns and yeah, everyone at and the round how table.
1: Super effective and anyway. Call um, for show. Yes. So he said so he set up um, a listening session with a dozen LGBTQ advocates, um, as well as several follow-up conversations with medical experts. Um, an agency spokesperson said the outreach has been significant. But Nearly all of those LGBTQ advocates said they've essentially been ignored since sitting down with Severino nearly a year ago. Quote, there's been no communication since then through all the channels that he and his staff know how to reach us. Said uh, this is Mara Yodelman, Y O U D E L M A N, um, of the National Health Law Program who attended last year's listening session. Um, So basically
0: they're doing nothing. They're not... It was all fiction. for show. It was it's a one shot show. deal.
1: All their actions speak speak much louder than their words. In and one listening session, surprise. So, like, it, you're right, Heaven. This is shit we saw coming a mile away, and that's why I find it really frustrating to like kind of circle back on what people were saying in 2016 of like, oh, never Hillary, or it won't be that bad, or what. And I feel like people who said that, for anyone
0: were, on the fence. I mean, it's one thing for conservatives to do that, right. but like. Yeah, if you're a Democrat or you're on the fence about it or you thought Hillary would let this stuff happen, yeah, are you kidding that's the me? thing.
1: Is like even in my even in my worst nightmares of like what Hillary could be as as a president, which I if, admit yeah. aren't vivid and something I think about a lot. I think she have been a good president. I don't know what people were afraid of that Trump isn't in spades. You know? Like, what... I mean, I guess... If your worry
0: was like, oh, she's not good at security, hey, let me introduce you to a bunch of people who don't have security clearances. Right.
1: Or, like, maybe she's too hawkish and they're afraid that she'll get in war. Like, uh, Trump is baiting people on Twitter... Baiting world leaders on Twitter. I just find... That sort of. It's
0: almost like the people who didn't vote for Hillary just didn't do their research and didn't care. Or, or, or
1: aren't personally at risk by these policies. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for me personally, as a white, like middle class person, I probably am not personally going to lose a ton under a Trump presidency. But like, that doesn't mean I can't look around and be like, hey, person next door to me who's an immigrant, I'm going to like try to. Watch your back too, buddy. I would
0: I would argue with that. I think you do stand oh, no, to I'm lose a, woman, a lot in terms of right in terms of being a woman in terms of uh, whatever jobs and your taxes, like that stuff mm-hmm. is going to get affected. Healthcare, whatever. Like a lot of people are yeah, going to lose, right. and a lot of people don't even know how badly it's going to yeah. hit them. Um, by the way, for the website, we just did an interview with the person who runs a group called Republican Atheists because they're about to turn one year old and it's because the group was created last year and david uh mcafee who writes for the site he did the interview with her and basically the question is all right it's been a year and all this shit has happened are you any closer to admitting donald trump is bad certainly on matters of church-state separation they're pro-trump but that was again last time we talked to them was about a year ago Uh when just after he was Inaugurated. Give him a chance. <laughs> so now we're like, okay, well, now you've seen all the church state separation stuff, the repeal of the Johnson Amendment, mm-hmm. the uh, religious right, basically. Just uh, the cow to the religious everywhere, right. Everywhere, yeah. And no, they doubled down on everything Let's Trump get the did. Fuck they're out, really? totally fine. Everything that seems bad for church state separation, they play down as not a big deal. And they're like, whatever is happening is worth the trade off for all the other stuff he does. Jesus. It's incredible, the amount of ignorance. Oh,
1: my God. Um, That's really disappointing.
0: Uh-huh. Here's one for you from Michigan. Remember the Larry Nasser scandal? He's the gymnast coach, I sure the doctor. I sure do. I watched
1: that uh-huh. whole thing.
0: The former physician for the gymnastics team in Michigan State University. He's the guy that all these, during his sentencing hearing, all these former athletes or current athletes testified about how he abused them, oh what it did it was to them.
1: heart-wrenching.
0: Um, he did that when many of them were minors too so he'll be in prison for life one of the ways Michigan legislators have responded to that whole situation uh, is no it's okay okay they tried I'm so they nervous. have proposed legislation <laughs> that would extend the statute of limitations oh, good. for victims of criminal sexual abuse because right Fucking now finally as it stood I think uh you had to be like if you were, 19 years old and this happened at a certain age, you could only have until your 19th birthday to sue if you were abused as a child. And if let's say <sighs> you were 20 and now you're ready to come forth and talk about There's the abuse, no legal there was no legal recourse for you. Yeah. So this legislation says if you were a child abused in uh, 1993 or later, whatever the age of a child is today or something, oh, whatever, see, yeah. however it affects you. Um, now you could sue until your 48th birthday. Those assaulted, that feels arbitrary. Uh, there's a reason for it. I don't know what it is, but those who were assaulted, criminally sexually assaulted as an adult, mm-hmm. maybe you were 20, maybe you were 30, whatever you would have 30 years. To file a okay. claim from the time of abuse, I guess so really extends is years the window. from the time you're 18. So yeah, that's it, probably why it, they picked that. Yeah, it really does extend. Do you the statute
1: understand statutes of limitations? Like and, why they
0: exist? Yeah, uh, I I could offer a vent uh, a guess as to why, but like I'm not going to try to because there could are lawyers somebody, who. Probably yeah, knows could better. somebody
1: email me and explain it to me? Because I find them very frustrating to deal <laughs> with and. Yeah. So, but overall, this but, but, sounds like hey, a sensible guys, legislation, be nice.
0: right? Be nice to me. This sounds like sensible legislation. Yes.
1: yes. Who's Guess against who's
0: it? against it?
1: Larry Nasser, Trump. Um,
0: the Catholic
1: Church. <laughs> <laughs> I just went through so many emotions just now. <laughs> I hope you could hear that on mic. I was shocked and then I was mad and then I was like, yeah, of course. So a any legislation course.
0: that would allow child sex abuse victims to go after their abusers long after the crime has occurred is really bad for the church. And so one of the the Michigan Catholic Conference spokesmen said this week that the new legislation is, quote, of concern to them, but they're not going to give further comment until they have a chance to, like, fully review it. There's nothing to review, by the way. I just told you everything about the bill. (laughs) My favorite line is uh, one of the Republican Senate Majority Leader in the state said the church is confused. Uh, I'm going to wait till you finish that sip before I keep talking. He's concerned that the statute of limitations bill for the church could, quote, open up other things that have been closed. And then this is the Republican Senate Majority Leader. I think they have some valid concerns. He didn't say that he's going to change the bill. That pretty much, I think, has bipartisan support. But he's like, yes, I see where they're coming from.
1: What fucking monsters? What what
0: reason is there? Oh, my God.
1: Like, how do these people look at themselves in the fucking mirror? (laughs) And they're so concerned that a priest, pastor, priest, priest priest is going to, like, get a slap on the wrist, which historically, I think only one priest has gone to jail for molesting kids. Um...
0: I don't know the answer to that.
1: I feel like I, I mean, but I was going to say, Michigan, I feel like I read about this like six years ago.
0: The Michigan Archdiocese or the whatever city archdiocese, um, they have paid out millions of dollars to settle a lot of these suits. And obviously their worry is if this law passes and all these other people Then there's going to be real
1: consequences to their will, behavior? Yeah, God then they'll have to pay forbid. out more money.
0: Which How To which the proper they? response is thoughts and prayers.
1: How fucking Dare they these goddamn monsters not o- not only have they participated in this history of covering up systemic abuse, <laughs> but now when we 're in a moment in American history that victims are being heard and being believed in their consequences they 're so fucking scared that these people I keep licking my microphone because i 'm talking <laughs> at it so hard that there's going to be actual consequences and that's so terrifying to them and that is more important to them than, than victims being heard, than victims getting justice, than victims getting the ability to look at their accusers in the eye and say, you did this to me and now I can move on and get some closure on this, like these guys this are the same m- church, by monsters. the way, that
0: opposes, like, LGBTQ rights. Yeah. Because that's going to harm that'd children. Because that be unethical.
1: Those <laughs> motherfuckers. Oh, my God. Catholics.
0: You want a happier story? I guess. Oh, too bad! I don't actually have no. <laughs> here's here's one. Um, here's the sad part of the story. Kevin Smith, the director oh, of a bunch a heart of movies, attack. he had a heart attack. It was actually it's such a bad type of heart attack. It's called the widow maker. Yeah. Um, but he survived it.
1: Yes, he's I'm in the very hospital. Very relieved about that. I like Kevin Smith a lot. Yeah,
0: he posted about the ordeal after he had recovered, or mm-hmm. he was in the hospital anyway, dealing with the aftermath.
1: Is he still Catholic?
0: Um, I don't think he is. But uh, Chris Pratt, the actor from what Parks and Rec yeah. and like all the movies of the things <laughs> I've never seen,
1: uh, Jurassic World, never heard of it. Guardians of the Galaxy, nope. Also, I'm rewatching Parks and Rec. Goddamn that also is a never fine. Seen it. Fi- You've never, not- Hemant, it's so good. It's like my comfort food. It is makes it, me so. It's just like is really- it on MSNBC? Nobody, it's on Netflix. Why are we friends? I don't honestly, Hemant. Right now, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. So, Chris
0: Pratt. Wait, hold on. Quick yeah. sidebar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point, the this is going to go over your head, but people are going to like this. Uh-huh. Um, Leslie Nope is the main character in um, in Parks and Rockets, played by Amy Poehler. Good uh-huh, job. Uh-huh. Um, and at one point, the NRA tweeted something and included a Leslie Nope gif on it.
0: It's a gif.
1: Okay. First of all, how dare I you? I did see this. First time. of all, how fucking dare you? <laughs> and. All like Adam Scott, who's one of the main actors in it, a couple of the writers and producers were like, get the fuck like, how, like <laughs> how we're dare so, how dare gif. you? Because it's like the worst character in television they could have used is like <laughs> Leslie Nope, who is this idealistic, loves government, loves helping people, like anti-violence, <laughs> and and everyone's like Get, like I think Adam Scott was like, get this the fuck out of here. Like He was so <laughs> mad about it, and rightfully so. Like, How dare you use this? Okay, say your thing now.
0: Oh, right. So Chris Pratt chimes in, who is very religious and openly so, yeah. said on Twitter, you know, Kevin, we don't know each other too good, but I've loved you since clerks, and I'm praying my ass off for you because I believe in the healing power <laughs> of prayer. Can you please pray with me, people? Uh-huh. He added. Um, blah, blah, blah. Nah, more stuff about prayer. Here's the thing. Of a handful of people, and if this is Twitter, you could find people to say anything. right? But a handful of people were pissed off that he was basically saying, like, prayer will make Kevin Smith better. I uh, have to assume some of these people are atheists. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, obviously... We can be
1: pretty awful on Twitter yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a people.
0: Right. Chris Pratt, here's the difference to me between what Chris Pratt was saying, that uh-huh. I believe in the healing power of prayer, so I'm praying for you, others should join me. The difference between that... And let's say a Republican politician saying, I offer you thoughts and prayers after a school shooting.
1: Um, is that Chris Pratt is an actor and cannot pass legislation? <laughs> that
0: is one. Okay. Also, Chris Pratt, I don't think n- nothing about his tweets gives me the sense that he was assum implying that like the doctors shouldn't be there, that they shouldn't that they don't deserve yeah. the credit. It's more of a I was just I'm praying- religious, I want you to get better, this is how I speak.
1: Yeah. When No, because he that. didn't say, I don't think thank God. Think that I'm um, thankful that God saved you or whatever. He just said, I'm praying for you to recover, right? Yeah,
0: and he, again, the healing power of prayer is I think what tipped, a lot, of pe- tipped a lot of people off. But uh, he's not saying don't go to the doctors. Right. Don't listen to their advice. Don't right. take whatever medicine or drugs they give you. Mm-hmm. No, he's just saying he's praying for you as opposed to the Republicans who are like thoughts and prayers because we're not going to do any legislation, mm-hmm. pass any legislation that might actually help you. Mm-hmm. So this should placate you for a little while. Um, <laughs> I was happy to see a lot of people though, including atheists, um understand that distinction. And most of them are like, all right, I mean the prayer's not gonna help, but you do you. And I I even Kevin Smith posted a video where he was telling his fans, giving them an update on how mm-hmm. everything's going. Even he was like, guys, lay off of him. Yeah, this, he that's said, garbage. Quote, Please don't fight over stuff like that. It's a waste of time. Yeah. It's saying he appreciated, you know, the gesture. Yeah. Yes. And he's right. Save the criticism for people who deserve it. For sure. People who simply say, I'm praying for you, mm-hmm. regardless whether it's a personal thing or to a celebrity, they mean well. That's how they talk. Mm-hmm. That's different than. Don't go to the doctor because God will heal you or something right. like that.
1: God, that's yeah, that's crazy. I I really like Kevin Smith a lot. He I liked his movies growing up have you seen any of them
0: i'm sure i've seen i know i've seen dogma a long time ago um i've seen a couple of them one thing i do remember is uh whenever prince died there was Mm -hmm. video circulating on the internet that kevin smith gave a lecture and at some point someone asked him about prince for some reason that made no sense to me okay and kevin smith told this like 20 minute story about prince and making a documentary or a video for him Uh huh. it was hilarious yeah i'll have to look that up um And it was just, it was just funny. And it was fun to just listen to him talk. Uh Um,
1: But yeah, like Dogma, Dogma was a very like formulative movie for me as a kid, which is weird because I was not religious at all. And so like watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh, I didn't get 90% of these jokes. I'm sure if I
0: watched it today, I would pick up on a lot more stuff that I didn't understand.
1: But like, because he was, if if he wasn't Catholic, he was certainly religious Mm because he talked about it a lot. Um, But he like... Did not hold it like George Carlin played a corrupt uh, cardinal, and it was just like, anyway, it was a really it's one of those movies that my friend and I used to watch in her basement because everybody in the Midwest has a basement, and (laughs) I probably still know all the words. I had
0: one more story that I wanted to mention
1: one, two, three. Oh my god, look at you with papers! I know, I have five pages. Uh,
0: This is gonna be a short one, but it's the weirdest lawsuit I saw this week. It involves a graduate of Louisiana College, which is a private Baptist school. Okay. Basically, this guy was a assistant football coach there. And then he left to pursue grad school, coach somewhere else. But basically, the only reason he pursued grad school is because they said, if you want a job here when you come back, we have it saved for you.
1: Um,
0: and so he applied to, for this job to okay. be a, a certain type of coach. And he didn't get the job. And according to the lawsuit, the reason he didn't get the job, even though he is Christian, and Uh devoutly so, and no one's denying this, is that the school's president rejected his application because of his, quote, Jewish blood. (gasps) His mother is Jewish, even (laughs) though he is a practicing, believing Christian. And according to the lawsuit, that's why the president said no, because his mom is Jewish. The school won't comment on the lawsuit because there's a lawsuit. Uh, though they denied that this is oh
1: my the situation. God. I'm sorry, I haven't yeah. said anything in like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's the longest I've ever gone without talking.
0: Yeah, I. The school called it meritless. The chairman of the board of trustees said the lawsuit was meritless. I'm sorry. Is
1: Jewish blood a quote?
0: Quote according in the lawsuit, according to the uh, Bonadona, the guy who's trying to get the job uh-huh. he said that was the reason he was rejected based on conversations he had or whatever um
1: oh my i'm sorry you know just who like, else had jewish he,
0: blood jesus <laughs> like it's just a weird thing for to, some
1: reason i was gonna say hitler i don't know why <laughs> i just this is why we, we can't about, have nice things <laughs> whatever you're about to ask i'm sure the answer is gonna be hitler <laughs> I'm sorry. I just found the term Jewish blood really jarring for it's some somehow reason. somehow like
0: it's out of nowhere and yet totally offensive.
1: Yes. Just
0: out of nowhere. It
1: feels like... Didn't see it coming. It feels like a 17th century insult, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Like you have a drop of blood in you. Therefore, right. we must get rid of you. Um, and again, the guy himself says, no, I'm a believing Christian. There's no one's doubting that. So like... And according to this guy, like he didn't get the job, even though they knew he was a practicing Christian. Like, what does it make a difference what your parents believe? And if anything,
1: it should be. I would think a, a Christian case. school would
0: give this guy some credit for her distancing himself I from am his parents' faith.
1: Flabbergasted by that.
0: So again, it's a lawsuit. We haven't heard both oh, sides I like necessarily. I don't know that. how it plays out, but man.
1: Um. Okay. So I've got a couple more we can run through before we get to it. our listener mail. Um, Kim Davis wrote a book.
0: <laughs> I ordered it first day. Did you? I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. Oh my God. Is it going to be
1: like pamphlet length, do you think? She's
0: supposedly, her and her co-writers slash ghost slash, there's no way she wrote a book. I think
1: i want going to be a ghost writer. I think that sounds it's, like a really fun job.
0: One of the people I blog with on Pathios is uh-huh. a ghost writer and she's very she good at her up? job, uh, even though she ghost writes for a lot of Christians That's and fine. stuff. But, uh, she's really good at it and she's very behind the scenes when she does it. So it's interesting. It just sounds very exciting. I don't know if Kim Davis wrote it, but I'm very curious how she explains, uh, the four marriages. Oh my, I don't think
1: she's going to discuss them at all, but I just really want to read. I got this from Joe, my God. And just the press release that Liberty Council dropped is, it's just so beautiful. It's, um. Uh, quote, in this amazing narrative of redemption and courage, Davis details her personal personal experience from the moment Kentucky's governor ordered the state's county clerks to issue same-sex marriage license throughout her arrest and release from jail. Governor Mike Huckabee said, it's a great read, but more than that, this remarkable story of what God did in Kim's life gives me hope for our nation. And I think it will give you hope, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Franklin Graham, CEO of the Billy Graham Evangelical... (laughs) uh, Speaking of which, Evangelicalistic Association? Is that what? Evangelistic. Evangelistic. Uh uh Can you cut that out?
0: No. Fuck.
1: Uh, Called Kim Davis... Yeah, we don't know how to edit. Called Kim Davis, One Tough Lady... And he said that in a culture that demeans people who obediently follow Jesus, Kim Davis drew on his strength, and she experienced and endured uh-huh. persecution from the culture, the court, and the crowds. That's actually a pretty good alliteration. Good job, <laughs> <laughs> and survived about and survived to tell about it.
0: Yes, the gays were going <laughs> to she stone survived. her. <laughs> Uh-huh. She's so um, brave for denying other people their rights. This is like going to like the civil rights like sit-ins at restaurants and saying this diner owner who said black people couldn't sit here deserves an award. Let's so hear his brave. side of the story.
1: Um the oh activist my god. mommy. By the way,
0: we will post a review as soon as I get my hands on this thing. Oh my god. I ordered it as soon as I got that press release. I don't
1: know if I could read it.
0: I was like it's worth the cost cuz
1: Oh, you didn't even get, like, a presser? No. Oh, man. Uh, it, they announced money. it
0: was available uh-huh. the second they announced it existed. Like, no one... I don't know that it was oh, even in the works. There wasn't, like, a
1: pre-order opportunity? Yeah, no. Um, Elizabeth... And they didn't
0: do it on Amazon, either. This is... You got to go through Liberty Council to get it.
1: I why would you give them money?
0: Uh, same reason I give the Creation Museum money, because I think it's worth it if by telling you... This is what's in this book, and it's batshit crazy. Yeah. If that's the case, who knows? Maybe I'll yeah, be surprised. don't judge it
1: before you read it, um, Hemant. That's irresponsible I, I, I would rather
0: tell you here's what's in it, and here's why it's crazy, if that's the case. Uh, and it'll prevent you all from having to waste the money yourself. Uh, it's a risk I'm willing to take on behalf of oh my the God. world. Hemant, I
1: who's the real hero now? I know. Um, one last quote, Elizabeth Johnston, who's the activist mommy, Uh quote, while the church of Jesus Christ slumbers comfortably in their padded church pews, Ken Davis went to bat for us all by challenging the seats of political power, going to jail for her faith, and ultimately planting a stake in the ground for religious freedom. My children and I will always admire her.
0: I always want to know about her. She has 10 kids. Where does she have time to post on Facebook so much? Because I have... Two and if they're around, you make an hour a week to
1: hang out with me, Hammett.
0: Well, they're in the car; they'll be fine.
1: (laughs) Is the window cracked? eh. Don't don't me send the dog out to.
0: You know why I'm so pessimistic all the time? I because you have two children and they sucked it out of you. (laughs) that too. I made the dumb mistake of having children. I want to follow activist mommy. So she pops up at the top of my news feed every time I open Facebook, and it's always just like, son of a... Oh, and I scroll down, and I just get angry until I see some random friend post.
1: Oh, yeah, I... um, Why
0: did I just set that default to just show up on my feed so I can hate-read her? Yeah,
1: I walk a fine line with hate-reading. Like, I had to unfollow uh, Beth Presswood, who's a former podcaster, because she, like, always posts shit about, like just like garbage that the the right posts
0: all the stuff we're talking about now all the stuff we're talking about now but
1: like i just couldn't deal with it like in my news feed every day it just became a little too much for me so now
0: you do it once a week now i do
1: it once a week and i have a happy playlist that i play while i Mm -hmm. while i uh put this stuff together yes um one or two more i don't remember oh yeah this is whatever alex jones is being sued um, that he was racist, racist, anti-Semitic, um, groomed a staffer for, uh, sex and grip someone. Um, there was a Jewish fella who worked with, worked for him and he was called the Jew, the resident Jew. So that's cool. Why um, is
0: none of this surprising? That was in the Rob least. If you told me I mean, Alex, look by the sword, die by the sword. If you, if you sword. told me Alex Jones was sued, can you guess why? I'm pretty sure I would have said everything. You yeah, just like said.
1: what? But really, like I feel like there's a. I think I would have guessed he got sued for like. Shooting somebody in the street because because like they were white but they had a shadow on their face and mm. so he just thought they were black and shot them like that. <laughs> that's, that's what I would have guessed. Duper Um... <laughs> Uh, so that was Rob Jacobson is the uh, the resident Jew, which is super chill of Alex Jones. So we'll
0: see where that one goes. Wait, there's uh, more. Yeah. Um
1: Alex Beckford, who worked for free speech systems, she said that oh, she's black. She is black, I should say. Um, I was subjected to different terms and conditions of employment in comparison to my non black African American peers when it came to my salary, wages, benefits, and in regards to my dress, including my hairstyle. She's also subject to harassment and racial slurs by uh, management and colleagues. Um, She was mocked for her skin tone. She was called a coon, Um, denied promotions uh, to match the salary of other coworkers. Um, she also said that Alex Jones, Jones constantly talked about her body and said that this is crazy. Okay, it was my opinion that it was his intention to see if he could groom me for sexual exploitation, which gross, but are you ready for this? Hmm. Hold on to your butt. Alex often spent his time shirtless and endlessly leering with or without a shirt at female guests and employees while creating a disgusting, hostile environment. Is Jesus. that the worst sentence you've ever heard? Yeah. <laughs> Like, Alex Jones... Just oh my god. Um, so that happened. Oh, and uh, last thing before we get to listener mail. Um, this is actually kind of positive. Yes. Um. So a student at Brigham Young University uh, created a guerrilla art project. Um, because she was troubled by the lack of female representation she was seeing on campus. And I think this is a really cool um, little thing that she did. So uh, this woman's name is uh, Allison Adams. She's a senior, um, an education major. So she's taken an art education class, and they were supposed to create grill art, which, if you don't know, grill art is just sort of art that's out in the world and not that you have to like, go see it. Um, so like, I guess graffiti would be the easiest example okay. of grill art. Paula so, Banksy. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's the Banksy of BYU. <laughs> um, so when she was assigned what she wanted to do, she was exploring uh, female representation on the campus. And she did some research, realized out of 113 buildings that were listed on the website, but I've heard people say that they're like up to 300, so I'm not sure what the number is. But everybody agrees only three were named after women. Isn't a great percentage. And she's, she was interviewed and she's like, and one of them is like in a basement. So, <laughs> um, so what she did was uh, she, and I will say like, The quality of execution wasn't super strong. Like she printed out papers and put them in like plastic sleeves, like I (laughs) like you put in a binder. But she took these and she taped them onto statues and building names. And they would have usually they would say something to the effect of "Where's my statue?" or "Where's my Ah. building?" You know, quoted as the female LDS scholars and leaders. Um, She also the the one that I could find the one statue depicting a woman is call, called First Child. Um, it was designed by Dem- Dennis Smith in 1979. It's a mother, and ch- a mother and father holding their kids' hands. Okay. Um, and she taped up a... Uh, it commemorated the 150th year of the church, which I forget okay. how young Mormonism is, and it yeah. blows my mind. Um, she taped a sign to the woman that said, women are more than mothers, mm. which is really cool. Um, and... So yeah, uh, it was a lot of words in my statue. So this is what she said. It just seems like women are almost an an invisible population in terms of representation, invisible manifestations around campus. Within our BYU community and church community, we talk about all these great men who have done wonderful things, but we forget about the women who are there too. Um, Alicia Gray was Adam's Adam's teacher for this class, and she collaborated strongly with her uh, before she went out and did it. She says, quote, Adams wanted to explore the idea that she did not her see herself or other women in the sculptures around BYU campus. We talked about ways in which she could invite the viewer to talk differently about the sculptures on campus. She wanted students to see what was not there as well as what was there. Good. So it was really sounds cool. like a clever project. Yeah. They got, uh, a lot of them got ripped down pretty quickly, but I think mm. it's a... It, it, A really good use of, like, that kind of gorilla art. That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was a neat story.
0: And we had a viewer question.
1: Listener. Listener. We don't have viewers. Nobody can see me.
0: Thankfully. For me, too. Um, (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say.
1: That's rude. We kind of match, though. We kind of do. Did you go running today, too, with your dog? No. When's the last time you went running?
0: Long time (laughs) ago. Screw it. I don't need to move anymore.
1: (laughs) You've you've, uh, contributed. You've had children. I'm done. You pass everything to them. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this is from Bob. Are we going to do last names? Bob T, I'll say. Bob T. Hi. Bob T. Um, I don't have where you're from, but that's okay. Uh, dear Hammond and Jessica, I downloaded your podcast weekly and it's my favorite of all the atheist related podcasts. Oh, thank you. I we like got how another... you write
0: your own questions.
1: What? Oh, fuck you. How dare you? We got a really nice email today of somebody else doing the same thing. Like, I used to listen to other atheist podcasts, but I like yours. <laughs> and God, it stoked my ego in the way I needed. Um, <laughs> Yikes. As I'm sure you know, the American Atheist Convention will be in OKC. That is Oklahoma Oklahoma City. City, Yep. I knew that. I just wanted to make sure you did. Mm -hmm. At the end of March. And seeing as how I live about three hours away in Arkansas, I'm seriously considering attending. My question, which I hope you'll address, is uh, what can be expected at these these types of gatherings? And are they worth, worth attending? Thank you, Bob T.
0: Let me give you two answers to that one. One is, yes, if you can make it to any of them, not just American Atheists, but the American Human Association, FFRF, or any of the regional conferences that go on in a lot of big cities everywhere, uh, yeah, you should go. Here's why it's useful for a lot of people. You get to hear speakers who can hopefully eloquently talk about things that maybe you've thought about, but Uh you can't really, you've never been able to articulate it, really, and here are these people talking about this stuff that you think is right, but man, when people talk about this stuff and they know what they're talking about, it's powerful to mm-hmm. hear. Wow, very you make energizing. sense. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of places, you don't get to hear those sensible voices all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in atheism, it's also cool to see you know what people are doing with that in different realms. Mm-hmm. If they're artists, if they're activists of some sort, politicians of some sort, it's really neat to see that. So. Mm-hmm. It's definitely inspiring if you don't get your fill of that in your regular life in uh-huh. a sense. It's also awesome yes. because you get to meet a ton of other people who are like-minded, which is no small thing. I mean, if you're religious, you get to go to church like all the time mm-hmm. and you are surrounded by people who think like you. In a lot of places if you're an atheist, you are not surrounded by people who are openly atheists, so mm-hmm. it's it's so cool to be able to hang out with people who maybe come from similar uh types of communities uh-huh. and you get okay. to talk and meet other atheists and if you don't do that already that is a huge deal. That's all the good stuff about it. One of the stuff I've heard in in more in recent years obviously we talked about Lawrence Krauss last week is mm-hmm. like yeah there's this aspect of like it's it's a bunch of people hanging out with alcohol in some cases because it's at a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, Are there maybe going to be creepy people there? Yeah, there might be because those people exist in a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. Um, I would just keep that in mind in the sense that I would never say don't attend any of these things because there might be this stuff that happens because then I would say never leave your house. Yeah. Um, But if you're going there for the reasons of I want to meet other atheists, I want to talk to other atheists, I want to listen to people Mm -hmm. who might be able to... Make me feel comfortable with these thoughts that I have. Oh, my God. It's such a life-changing thing, especially if you haven't done it before. Yeah, Both of us have been in this sort of subculture for a long time. We've been to these events. Um,
1: can we go? Oklahoma is like...
0: It's like an hour 11, away, right? 11
1: and a half hours. Close enough. We can do that. That's like sure. 10 episodes of This American Life.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> like those, <laughs> I would yeah. go if I could. Like, it, it's an, These are awesome, awesome events. Yeah. And a lot of activists that I know have been inspired in part because they attended one of these things. And mm-hmm. again, even if the conference isn't there or you can't afford it or whatever the reason is, there are probably meetup groups in your community that don't require money that are just as inspiring. Yeah. It's more of a just surround yourself by people who are sensible mm-hmm. and rational about this stuff. And that can make a huge difference. So to the reader, to the listener... Yes, go, mm-hmm. if you can. Mm-hmm. That is an awesome thing to do.
1: Yeah, I couldn't recommend it enough. I've been to, I've really not been to a ton of these conferences. I went to two TAMs, now defunct, um, an American Atheist Conference when I was in Memphis. And then, what did we go to that was in Chicago? Was it Humanist Association? Yeah, the
0: American Humanist Human Association, um, which switches cities every year, just like American Atheists. Yeah, uh,
1: that was great. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, I can't, say enough good things about him but I'm also a very very social person and I went with my now husband to um to at least the two uh the two Tams so that kind of takes the pressure off but I went to the American atheist one alone and I met a ton of friends but that's also sort of like my favorite thing is to get drunk and make friends with people yeah so it sort of tracks that but man I have so much fun at those the community is so great there's just something really special about being, especially if you don't have that in your daily life. And American
0: Atheist, more than other groups, tries to set their conferences in cities where there's probably, it's not known for having a lot of atheists, but because of that, there probably are a lot of atheists. Exactly. So Oklahoma City, Nashville, where they went to recently, like mm -hmm. those are cities that make sense.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I have so much fun. And I've met friends that I still talk to all the time there um, it's just I love going to them if you are the kind of person who either wants to go and like meet new people and interact with people who maybe have similar viewpoints or just want to make new friends or if you want to like see the speakers and hear what they have to say because there, there's some really compelling speakers that go there I, I couldn't recommend I to know them American
0: enough. Atheist this year has uh, uh, Hugh Laurie who played Dr. House. What? Yep,
1: Hammett, can we go? Yeah, you first. I'll go. Will you pay for it? No, Hammett, it's for the podcast. They all the people want me to go, Hammett. <laughs> the people want me to interview Hugh Laurie.
0: I can, I I will do my best to make it happen.
1: You're such a fucking liar. I How totally dare you? Am. <sighs> fine um, That's fine I'm not mad I'm just disappointed <laughs> That was really a bummer To end this show on That I haven't said no to me mm-hmm. uh, Hey Hammett, What's your happy thing For this, this
0: um, week? It's nice uh, Maybe I'll leave the house For once this year God, You
1: have the worst Happy things <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know what I finally got? You're oh. gonna love this What? I ordered it for Christmas And I said Just give it to me in March I don't want it right now To whom? Uh, to me Oh and, and, and my wife Movie pass I know. Really? I know. So now we could see all the movies all the time from my current amount of movie watching, which is none.
1: Yeah. To, zero.
0: I don't. Here's the question, though. Yeah. We, we're all familiar with the Olive Garden fiasco. <sighs> how many movies will I actually see to make it worth?
1: Well, How much was the pass?
0: 30. It was three months. So that's $30. I'm allowed to see one movie a day for three months.
1: If oh. I go three times,
0: it pays for itself. Yeah. Will I go three times?
1: Well, if you don't Mikey I will. Oh, we should oh, We should go on a double I don't know. date, I think, Hammond.
0: I don't think they allow transfers. Yeah,
1: well, no, we'll we could th- still
0: go. Yeah, I'm just saying. we can hang out with yes. new
1: friends. What?
0: Maybe. I'll bring the recording equipment out. to the theater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just get our reactions to whatever movie.
0: I don't know what um, movies are out.
1: Yeah, I... Mikey and I did a good job. I've seen most of the Best Picture nominations. Those are... um, Oscars are Sunday. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, happy birthday, by the way. I was... You know what? Thank fucking God for social media Because I'm on time You know time hop. It's like it sends the you The Facebook one? Um, or? It's like an, its own okay. app So it's like This day in history You oh. tweeted this You Facebook posted Why this
0: Why do I want to remember any of that? Well,
1: I tweeted something really nice to you Like oh. three years ago <laughs> And then I saw it I was like Is it fucking Heaven's birthday again? Because literally we recorded The day before And I was like What are I, you up to this again? He's like Nothing
0: Just That was accurate by the way <laughs>
1: Happy birthday, but thank you. buddy!
0: Thanks. Yay, thirty-five! Yay. Oh. You
1: can run for president, right? Yes,
0: nice. That's you how I'll celebrate.
1: Run for president, Hi, done. Dad. Daddy just woke up from her nap that was appropriately the length of us recording. <laughs> um, my happy thing was that I, <laughs> my friend. Okay, so I got it in my head that I wanted to start running again this year. Yes, because um, I used to run pretty regularly and then I stopped. Um, but so I was like, okay, I'm super good. I'm, I have friends who are like intense runners, so they've inspired me. And the last two weeks has just, <laughs> it's my dog park friends, no brag. Our dogs are friends. <laughs> um, but like every other day I'm like, oh, I ordered a harness for Dottie so she can run with me. Oh, I ordered, you know, I got this leash from Ikea. Oh, I got new shoes. And they're like, are you ever going to actually run it? You're just going to like collect <laughs> accessories. And I did. I finally went for my first run today. I went to Dixon's um, because they did that,
0: NRA were not yeah, selling the, guns to like under 21.
1: Right, exactly. And I think they said they weren't going to sell assault rifles. Period. Oh. I don't know. I didn't right. do a ton of research, but I just knew conservatives were really mad about it, so I bought my shoes there. <laughs> Spent way more way more money than I intended to, but they're very comfortable, they're Nike's. So, uh, but anyway, went my first run today. It's gorgeous out. I really need to figure out where I can run in my neighborhood because I just kind of ran in circles because I don't <laughs> know my way around even though I've lived here a year and a half. Um, Yeah, and it was really nice. I'm thrilled that the weather is finally breaking and that it's light past 5.30. That's a big deal. My brother's coming over tomorrow night. I'm going to meet his new girlfriend who's afraid of me, so I'm pretty into that.
0: Break out the atheism talk.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I just like when people are intimidated by me. Nice. It's, it means a lot.
0: Uh, you can find me at, at Hemimeta on uh, Twitter.
1: I'm at Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. Bitches Get Stitched Done uh, is my Etsy shop. If you want to cross stitch, I'm open for custom work right now like a new fun project. Um, patreon.com
0: slash podcast <laughs> if you like what you're listening to.
1: Yeah. Um, we should, I'll talk to you about this off mic, but this week we should drop the episode with oh, Leslie right. and I did of the bonus episode. Um, that's going to be our donors only. The first one is going to come out on this feed. I'm crossing my fingers this coming week, Hemet.
0: I will get on you it ha- this weekend. You have the computer.
1: Yes. Um, and uh, you said patreon.com slash atheist. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. So we want to incorporate more listener mail Send um, it along. Yeah, so send it to friendly Antheist podcast at Gmail. We'll answer probably around one a week. Um, and, yeah, probably let us know if you want to use your name or specifically not use your name, because that's probably something send we should it's be. Send a fake name. We'll never Mine. know. Yeah, do a fake email. Yes. That's really mysterious. Yes. Um, cool. Thank you we'll for listening. You see you next week. Bye.